Today we'll be practicing metta, continuing with this development of goodwill and the steadiness of mind that comes with it. But as we settle into the sitting experience, we can open our attention first to the experience of sitting, the posture. And notice the quality or state of mind. Just simply, what is your experience? So we tune in to what is actually happening for us now. In this willingness to be present with the actual reality of our experience, what's happening now? We can guard the mind as it receives input from any sense store. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching. Mental impressions, memories. Mental patterns, habits, plans, thoughts. So with mindfulness we not only know what is happening, but we're aware of our response. And when we're mindful, that response is going to be of mindfulness. Sometimes our mindfulness is a bit muddied, and so we have a chance to see some defilement creep in, and then we just deal with that. Sometimes when we tune into our sensory experience and the mental response of it, what we notice are other wholesome states arising along with that mindfulness. Maybe faith might be strong. Maybe understanding or enthusiasm might be strong. Maybe tranquility, joy. Or perhaps metta. And so even when our intention is to focus in on a specific meditative object or meditative development, for example, metta, even then we still protect the mind with mindfulness. We still notice what's actually happening right now. We tune into our experience and bring wisdom to bear upon that. And out of that clarity then, out of that balanced mind, then we can pick up our meditation object. Today I'll continue with the instructions for metta. finding some way of holding ourselves with this positive, gentle, and kind regard, generating good wishes for ourselves. 
Notice how you do that. Can you see yourself in a way that brings forth this natural sense to be happy and not suffer? Sometimes highlighting our good qualities helps. May I be safe, happy, healthy, and at ease. As you generate these good wishes, allow them to fill your entire experience, body, mind, consciousness. A sense of being drenched or bathing in metta. If there's a sense of pleasantness, that's fine. Let that pleasantness occur. Our meditations don't all have to be grim and serious. Just as we wish to be happy and not suffer, we know other beings share this very same wish. And so we might bring to mind other beings that are easy to hold in this field of metta and welcome them into our hearts, welcome them into this field of loving-kindness. They might be people that we call benefactors or dear friends. Whoever you found 
fairly easy to generate loving-kindness with. Take a moment to think of that person in their best light. Maybe seeing them in a happy moment. Maybe seeing them engaged in a virtuous activity. And with the thought of that person, offer your wishes of goodwill with the phrases or simply suffuse them, pervade them with this energy of loving-kindness. One classic approach to the cultivation of loving-kindness is to systematically work through the categories of self, benefactor, dear friend, neutral beings, and difficult ones. Some of you may wish to, at your own pace, continue with the specific categories focusing on the specific images of each person, concentrating the mind by holding an image of the person while steadying the attention with this consistent inclination toward loving-kindness. But this morning I want to introduce the use of groups as a prelude to all beings. Sometimes when we focus on categories, we focus just on one person at a time. But life is vast. And so... There are a number of different approaches, of course, to this and everything. One of the traditional approaches divides classes of beings into males and females, for example. Into enlightened 
and unenlightened into those in the human realm and those in higher realms like heavenly realms or lower realms like hell realms or animal realms. These are ways of using large group categories that when combined add up to all beings. So they give us a sense of a way to direct our attention that's a little bit more specific than just a general concept, all beings. You might want to play a bit with these categories. Once metta has arisen with yourself and perhaps one other specific person, now you might think, may all females be safe, be happy, healthy, and at ease. And let your attention expand to recognize this component that is just arbitrarily defined as female. In the human world, in the animal world, among birds, all life. May all females be happy and well. May all males be safe. happy, healthy, and at ease. Throughout the world, the human world, the animal world, the world of birds. Traditionally, these two categories, males and females, combined together, encompasses all beings. But if you want to add another category, that's fine too.
The next grouping is of unenlightened and enlightened. Obviously these two groups are not ne- probably not going to have the same number of beings in each. It can encompass all realms of existence. The potential that there may be awakened beings in realms we're not able to see or sense. The probability that many animals, insects, fishes, birds, and their vast numbers may be in the unenlightened category as well. So this category can expand beyond human life. So you might contemplate for a moment the unenlightened beings of the world, the worlds. With the thought, may they be happy and well. And then the enlightened beings, may they be happy and well. So our loving-kindness expands to all beings regardless of their degree of development. Our loving-kindness flows equally to those who suffer with greed, hate, and delusion, who have strong bents towards lust or cruelty or arrogance. And our loving-kindness flows also to those who have freed their minds from these defilements. And their minds are utterly pure. May they all be happy and well. May our loving-kindness be unlimited, boundless. And the next set 
of groupings, traditionally as a grouping of three, the lower realms, the human realms, and the heavenly realms. In one way or other, this is an attempt to expand the loving-kindness so that it is absolutely vast and immeasurable. Even if we don't know the extent of alternative realms or other dimensions of existence, maybe the heart can be wide and open enough to wish any beings anywhere well. And so we contemplate beings in each realm of existence with the thoughts of loving kindness pervading those entire realms with good wishes. May beings suffering in the lower realms, the hell realms, the realms of insects and animals, may they find ease and safety. May they be well. To contemplate the human realm, you might have images of people around the world, all kinds of people. Not only the individuals that you can picture their faces of, but people from all kinds of cultures and of ages, colors and sizes. some who are wealthy, some who are poor, some who are educated, some who are illiterate, people with different belief systems, different languages, different social customs. May all humans Be safe, happy, healthy, and well. And with these thoughts of goodwill, we suffuse the entire human realm with loving kindness.
And then similarly for celestial realms, for devas, for deities, for any gods there may be. May they be happy and well. allowing metta to pervade the all-encompassing world. As the training suggests, we shall abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind of loving-kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility, without ill will. This is how you should train. So if you like and enjoy the practice of using the groupings, the categories of groups, and you find that it supports the development of your metta practice, then you might continue to use these traditional categories of groups or form some groups of your own. It can offer a way of holding a certain character or quality or area or range of beings in the mind that when put together ends up becoming all beings but has a little bit more specificity to help direct the mind. You can experiment with regional groups, all beings on this property, for example. That would include yogis and staff. It would include chipmunks and cockroaches. It would include birds and earthworms and skunks. You can find other ways that make sense for you to create groups that when added together Expand the field of loving-kindness. So you can play a bit with the deepening of your loving-kindness practice. Sometimes sharpening it a bit with these groups, and sometimes when metta has arisen, you might just simply remove any barrier around any group and just allow loving-kindness to pervade the all-encompassing world without limit.
Notice throughout the day how can you direct your attention in a way that supports the deepening of your practice? What helps generate and what helps sustain metta? You might find that sometimes using very specific beings, a benefactor might make the most sense. Sometimes staying with self makes the most sense. And it may be that sometimes an entirely expansive, boundless radiation is what's appropriate. And sometimes these groups provide interest and energy that helps the practice deepen. Please explore. See what brings more metta into life. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.